Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hello and welcome to Calgary's podcast with Mario Tanaguzzi on Canada's Podcast Network. Joining me today is Peter Berberg, who is the founder and CEO of Numi Health in Calgary. Thanks for joining us today, Peter. Thanks for having me, Mario. It's great. Tell me a little. Tell me a little bit about Numi, uh, what it is, and what you guys do. Sure. So uh, Numi is a is a digital health uh, company that uh, has been set up to um, essentially facilitate. Uh, decentralized care for people. Um, we saw an opportunity a few years ago to begin working on this project, actually long before the pandemic began. Um, and we we just happened to launch it during the pandemic, which was uh, in some ways fortuitous for us as a company, um, getting started at a time when people are looking for um, for for care. And um, we saw an opportunity to uh, to essentially make care more accessible for people, um, essentially using technology to create um, a, a pathway for people to have care come to them as opposed to the whole traditional model of, you know, going into various clinics and sitting in waiting rooms. Okay. And, and um, what was the genesis of this? Like, uh, you know, do you have background in the health area? Um, not, I'm not a, I'm not a health uh, professional. Um, I'm, you know, a, I'm a business person um, who really enjoys the process of forming companies, starting companies, uh, capitalizing them, putting together the team, um, you know, and then, and then executing on the strategy. Uh, but um, the genesis of this company was actually, um, I was, uh, I was down in South America um, a few years ago on a, on an extended trip, um, I kind of decided to take a break from the oil and gas business. I'd been working in, uh, in finance and in oil and gas. And after the crash of 2014, I decided to, uh, to take a bit of time off and uh-huh. traveling down in, um, in Colombia actually. And, uh, one of the things I noticed is they had a real delivery culture there. Um, they had, uh, if you went into a, like in the Airbnb that, uh, I rented with a friend, they had a, a fridge full of uh, magnets of all the different things you could have delivered to your condo. Um, And it wasn't very sophisticated. Like it was kind of WhatsApp based, but you know, just a name and a a phone number. And one of the things on that fridge was medical testing. And I thought "Hmm, that's kind of interesting. Um, You know, because I'd always kind of been annoyed by the process of medical testing in Canada, where, you know, you had to go to your doctor, then you had to go to the lab. Then sometimes you had to go back to the doctor and all of those, you know, trips took a lot of time and involved waiting rooms full of sick people and things like that. So, yeah, exactly. Um, so I decided to uh, test that, test it out essentially. Um, so I, 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 you know, chatted with the the individual on the other end, and uh, the next morning, eight o'clock a.m., a uh, very professional um, medical, you know, lab tech essentially showed up at the uh, at the condo, took a sample of my blood, uh, went away, and twenty four hours later, I got my results in an in an email. And I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. Now I had to translate it because it was in Spanish, but, uh, but I, th- I thought that's pretty neat <laughs> that I could, uh, I could get my, uh, my blood check that way. So I kind of molded over some more, came back to Canada, started doing a bunch of research to see if actually this, you know, how this would work in Canada, if it would be possible, looking at all the regulatory issues, uh, started uh, striking up conversations with uh, various um, uh, uh, with, with different diagnostics, uh, companies, uh, companies like Alberta precision labs, which is owned by AHS, uh, Dynalife, life labs, uh-huh. and really kind of just, uh, you know, realized, yes, it, w- it could 
it could work. Um, and, and then sort of, we started to kind of test out the market as well and, and talk to people and see, is this something people would buy in, in Canada where people are used to getting their healthcare for free? Yeah. Um, and, um, and we realized through that process that yes, there was a market for it. Yes. People would, would pay for more convenient care. And uh, so we set out to start building the platform and um, basically designing it from the, from the ground up. It's amazing. Uh, where ideas come from, man. Eh? <laughs> totally, totally. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting because in, in Latin America, they, there's actually a company called Rappi. Um, so a- after that trip, I came back and I ended up getting, um, uh, I came up with three company ideas on that trip and, wow. um, and, and ended up kind of working on all three simultaneously. Um, one got off the ground. It was sort of in, in partnership with a group of other people that had already had come at the same problem. Uh, from a different direction. So I sort of helped them uh, mold and shape the strategy for that company, raise the capital and get it launched. Then, um, then there was a second one that I, I, I wanted to do in Colombia itself because I sort of fell in love with the country and the people while I was there. Oh. And so I, I went and actually was spending a lot of time in Colombia over a couple of years. And one of the things I became um, a great uh, user of was a service called Rappi in, uh, in, in, uh, in Colombia. Rappi is sort of a, a last mile solution for every kind of um, service or um, product that you can imagine. Uh, wow. You can use this app to get groceries to your house. You can order cash. You know, you're playing poker with some buddies and you run out of cash. You can use Rappi to order some cash. <laughs> um, of course, they'll charge your credit card and then you'll have to pay interest on that potentially. But uh, but anyway, so it's, you know, the, the, the booze, um, you know, clothing, electronics, whatever you wanted. And, and they have all these people running around. Now, down there, that model really works well because it's, um, you know, the labor rates are quite low, right? So you can get stuff delivered to you and it doesn't cost very much. You know, a lot of the, a lot of the couriers are riding bicycles uh, or motorcycles. Um, so it's a little bit of a different thing here, right? Um, yeah. And what we're doing yeah. is, is very different because we're employing, you know, nurses, uh, and paramedics uh, who are going around delivering our services. Uh, so that's yeah. that's a bit of a different a different beast. But you know, at the core of it is really our platform, which facilitates that transaction between the health professional and the health consumer. And so that's how I characterize us as kind of like a digital marketplace for healthcare. Oh, super. So I'm curious, where does the uh, the name come from, and what does it signify? Numi, not your last name. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. Um, <laughs> It's 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 a made up name. Um, it it I, I can't recall the exact genesis of it. I think I we we had an original we had another name before which we ended up abandoning. It was too many syllables, and um, and I was thinking about our service and and what does it represent. And the 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 NU is is actually originally as I conceived it, it was nurse, uh, and then and then the MI is me. Right. So nurse to me. Right. Um, yeah. And then and then it, uh, then I then I realized, well, it also sounds like new me. Right. So like, um, like use this service, I can deal with some potential problem that I have and I can become uh, a healthier person or, or yeah. you know, a newer person, essentially. So. Um, so, yeah, that's where it comes from. It doesn't really right. have any, any meaning. Uh-huh. I think it has some meaning in like um, in India. Uh, I, I think it, it is actually. Uh, translatable there uh, but yeah here it's uh, I'm always intrigued I'm always intrigued to how businesses and companies uh, uh, you know uh, come to come to a name for themselves outside of obviously using your own you know 
you know, Mario Taniguzi communications. Okay. <laughs> That's yeah. an easy one, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. yeah. The, um, you know, it's interesting because the, the business concept originally was very focused on, on sort of decentralized lab tests. And, and so okay. mobilizing for lab tests. And what we realized in, in building the platform was that there was a huge opportunity that went well beyond uh, testing. It, it, it went to all kinds of decentralized care. And, and so we actually even shifted a little bit what we were doing because originally we were thinking about, you know, essentially hiring lab techs to be running around. And, and instead yeah. we've gone with higher priced um, talent um, to, uh, to work with us, which are, you know, nurses and medics. And we're tending to hire very experienced people that uh, you know have a lot of uh, a long uh, track record working in in um, in the medical system. Um, you know, our nurse practitioner has been has been a our, our medical director is a nurse practitioner who's been uh, employed by uh, the uh, Alberta Health Services for around twenty eight years. Oh, wow. Considerable yeah. experience working in emergency care. Uh, stars or ambulance, those sorts of things. And she, so she's, she brings a lot of credibility to what we're doing, a lot of uh, experience. And we've since brought on other nurse practitioners and, and we have many RNs and medics that have been, you know, have been providing care to people for, you know, for decades. What are your thoughts and plans uh, for the future of the company? What, what, what's your vision there? Yeah, well, it's, I think it's, it's extending our service offering beyond what we're doing right now. Um, you know, we're, like I said, we launched in, in 2020. I was actually, um, I was living in Madrid uh, at the, when the pandemic began, uh, working on another project. And, um, and so I uh, spent a lot of time actually, uh, you know, just kind of taking my dog for walks. That was about the only thing you were allowed to do in Madrid during the lockdown. You couldn't even walk your kids, but you could walk your dog. <laughs> uh, so I was taking my dog for long walks through the streets. And, and um, it was a tough time because I was, trying to figure out like I was trying to get a different project off the ground but the pandemic was making that really difficult and and then I had this kind of this this project uh, of Numi uh, kind of it was sort of happening in the background kind of on a slow cook cycle and and I I realized like the pandemic is actually that this is the mechanism that's going to create the market for this business uh, yeah. because you're you're going to have people that are, are going to need vaccinations um, they're going to need uh, regular testing and, and they're going to have to pay for it. And they're going to be okay with that because it's a necessity. Not everything can be covered by the public system. And we know that. So, um, so I, um, so I, I started working on the, like, I essentially went back to this and made this the priority, put it on the front burner and uh, turned up the heat, if you will, and uh, kind of redesigned the platform uh, in a way. I looked at what had been built in the, in the past by the, the individuals that were involved in kind of the first iteration of our platform and decided that it should be scrapped and we should start over. So we kind of actually built it extremely fast. We started in, I would say, uh, March, April and um, working with uh, some of the team members that we had in, um, in, in Calgary, but also bringing in a development team in India. And um, they worked extremely fast and extremely hard to get it built. And by October, we, we launched it. So when we launched, we launched with, you know, a very basic product offering, uh, which was essentially yeah. um, vaccinations and testing. And we wanted to start with that and, and, and kind of, you know, work out the kinks uh, operationally and, and build out the platform further. And now we're, um, now we're launching new elements to the platform. Uh, one of them is results in your pocket. So essentially when people get tested by us, 
they'll be able to uh, view the results uh, right in the app um, and, and, and have that accessible to them at all times, um, likely be adding uh, vaccination records in there as well. Cool. Uh, and, um, and then, you know, beyond that, there's, there's a bunch of different um, areas that we can, we can take this uh, that sort of combine both virtual care and the last mile solution, because we have these nurses and nurse practitioners yeah. on our platform, they can actually provide virtual care to people. And, and then they can send someone to the person's house, actually, if they need care in their home. And then if the person needs a prescription, we can provide that digitally, and then we can deliver uh, the prescription as well. Um, like these are all elements that we can add to this platform, just build them onto the base that we have created. And uh, so that's, yeah. that's where we're going with it. We're, we're building essentially a vertically integrated healthcare solution uh, that, um, people can use to access different types of, of healthcare. Okay. Um, you know, you mentioned a few times there uh, different entrepreneurial stuff. Uh, where, uh, so you seem to have the, the bug for, for being an entrepreneur. Where, where did that come from? Uh, that's a good question. I don't, uh, probably it comes a bit from my experience growing up, actually. Um, I, was, um, I was on my own at 15. Um, after my mother died. And, um, and so I had to kind of figure out how to survive. And, yeah. and through that, you know, I became, um, I think, a bit of a problem solver um, in life and, and, and started to think about, um, you know, if, if I did have a problem, how could I solve it? And, and then going out and, and actually solving it. And so, you know, if you think about what entrepreneurship is, it's really, that's really what it's about. It's about some, identifying a need and then figuring out how to how to fill that need or meet that need. Um, and uh, so, you know, sort of throughout my life, actually, since then, I've been um, very much, you know, kind of uh, often as a hobbyist, you know, uh, because I was a journalist for in my first career out of university. And, and so even when I was a journalist, though, you know, and I built a new house in a, in a new in a new neighborhood and when I moved down to Calgary, um, I, um, you know, I I set up a little. Uh, landscaping company so that I could get my sod and, and, and uh, soil cheap um, to landscape my own property. And then I realized everybody that around me, there was hundreds of homes being built. They all needed the same thing. So I just went around to all of them and said, if you want this stuff yeah. cheap, I'll, I'll buy it for you. And so then I, I had a little business on the side. Um, you know, I kept it going until I, I was sort of fully landscaped myself. And then I abandoned that one because I didn't really want to be a landscaper. Not that there's anything wrong with it. It's a great, great, great uh profession to be in uh, or trade to be in i i uh, i actually did that for a couple of years between high school and um and, and university but anyways it um yeah i've always just kind of saw opportunities and um and got them going i got a medical training company going uh, with my my then wife um years ago and um then got into uh uh, investment banking eventually after my career in journalism and then into private equity and we're starting up oil and gas companies. And so, yeah, I just really enjoy the process of, you know, putting together uh, a strategy, coming up with the idea, putting together a strategy, yeah. uh, building a team, um, you know, raising capital. And it's, I find it really satisfying actually to, you know, kind of be sitting with my team, um, you know, uh, at a Christmas dinner and seeing all of these people that, you know, have, have employment and, um, and, and are part of this project that you've created 
Yeah. And, um, I, I just find that really uh, a really satisfying thing. So when you look at your, uh, say, entrepreneurial journey, uh, um, are there any people uh, that that help you along the way that uh, that you uh, took advice from uh, uh, or any great pieces of advice that resonated with you or, or even uh, in books uh, that you read that uh, so advice that helped you on that journey? Uh yeah, obviously everyone's got those people in their life. I've got I've got a number of them. Um, they aren't all business people. Um, I've worked very closely with, and um, you know, had to go through a, a sort of a, a period of uh, kind of understanding myself um, in, in ways uh, in my 30s when I was uh, sort of coming to grips with you know a lot of the pain that I had in my own past. Um, you know, mom dying and, and some things that happened around that. And I met some really amazing individuals um, at that time that uh, that that really taught me um, that it was okay to allow myself to feel um, and to um, and, and to accept myself and and not uh, not blame myself for yeah. you know, mistakes in the past and that kind of thing. Um, so that's been important. I've I've also had the opportunity to work with some great business people. Um, who you know taught me things about uh, about business? Certainly, when I was a journalist, you know, I was interviewing a lot of business people. Um, I was a financial journalist for about six years, uh, about half the time that I was in the business. And yeah. um, you know, I traveled around the world meeting all kinds of interesting uh, business people, entrepreneurs, um, and you know, got to uh, see how they built their companies. And you know, it's interesting because you realize that uh, in that work, like. Uh, people are successful business people. They, they often, they seem like gods to us, right? It's like, how do they get there? Right. Yeah. How, did, how did Jeff Bezos get to be Jeff Bezos? Well, when you actually sit with people and you meet them, you realize they're just human beings, right? They're human beings with ideas and the, and the passion to, to take that idea and turn it into reality. Yeah. And, um, and they have a, they, they tend to have a sort of a never give up kind of attitude, right? Like they yeah. just, they have this drive. They just want to get this thing done. So, um, so yeah, I think that all of those experiences contributed to, uh, to, to my, you know, uh, uh, contributed to how I essentially operate as a business person. You know, I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. I have, and I've had a lot of failures too, um, yeah. you know. Uh, a lot of this uh, entrepreneurial journey is uh, very, very much about um, timing and luck. You know, people don't talk about that, but there is, that's a big yeah. factor, right? And, um, and my timing has been good at times and at other times it's not been great. Um, you know, I was, uh, I got caught in the 2014 crash, like, uh, like a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and uh, in the energy crash, I mean, and, um, you know, saw a lot of value uh, that, that I had created with my partners just kind of evaporate overnight. It's yeah. tough, tough to go through that stuff yeah. and rebuild. So Peter, uh, uh, what do you do uh, outside of work and uh, in your career? Do you have any hobbies or interests that kind of uh, take you away from, uh, from, from, from the business, so to speak? Well, right now I seem to be working uh, 20 hours a day. Um, yeah. But, um, but when I, when I do have time to, um, to, you know, I do like to exercise a lot. I'm a 
have been a, in my life an avid cyclist. Um, I haven't done much biking in the last couple of years. Um, I've done a lot of walking lately. I, I never used to be a walker, but the pandemic yeah. actually made me a walker, partly because of those three-hour dog walks I was taking in Madrid. Um, yeah, that's right. But uh, but but since then I've you know uh, I've been I've sort of kept that up and, and done a lot of uh, a lot of walking. Um, practiced a lot of yoga um, and um, yeah, do a lot of reading and and uh, listening to music and and yeah that kind of thing. Love cooking. Yeah. So I've got, I've got a bunch of different passions. That's good to have those, right? Um, Cause you uh, can't be 24 seven at work. It'll drive you crazy. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And that's been, you know, that's been one of the hard things actually. Uh, it's been one of the good things and also one of the hard things about this business because we've been, uh, we've been so busy. Uh, I mean, we've had um, a very strong start as a company and, um, um, and it's been really exciting but it's also been, you know, a little bit overwhelming at times, yeah. um, how busy it's been. And, and we were in a kind of like a perpetual game of catch up right now, hiring people essentially, oh. um, because we, you know, we essentially started with a very small core group in um, late October, beginning of November with operations. And, um, and, you know, we're now sitting at around, I'm, at, I'm kind of actually losing count, but I think we're, we're around 50 people now all in. And, yeah. And so we're growing very quickly and, and dealing with all of the challenges that come with that. Yeah. So, okay. Well, super. Well, thanks very much uh, for joining us today, Peter. Thank you. Great chatting with you. You bet. That was Peter Verberg, who is the founder and CEO of Numi Health in Calgary. This has been Calgary's podcast with Mario Tanaguzzi on Canada's podcast network. Thanks for joining us today.